I'm very excited. I'm very excited to finally do this with all of you. Um, okay, so I'm told there's there's gonna be less people because there's something going on. I have no idea what's going on, um, but I'm just happy because I get to teach this, and that means that now I actually understand it. <laughs> I think, at least I think. <laughs> huge benefits of teaching. <laughs> huge, huge benefits. So much more fun when you get to actually like really see the whole thing in front of you. Okay, so first of all, this Shabbos, I heard an awesome story um, about Sam Seifer, whose son was the, I mean, known as the names of their Sfarim, the Ksav Seifer, um, came to him with a question, like a question that really, really bothered him in um, a Gemara that he was learning. And his father, Sam Seifer, thought about it and thought about it. He said, oh, it's a good question. I'm going to think about it. And when I have an answer, I'll let you know. And a few days pass and more days pass and a whole week passes. And finally, his father calls him and he says, okay, now I have an answer for you. And he gives him the answer in the Gemara on exactly what he was, was uh, learning. And the son realized that it was not a difficult question for his father. It was something really simple. And he says, like, Ta, it, if it was something simple for you, why did you push me off for a whole week to give me the answer? So the Chassam Seifer says, I wanted to teach you something. I wanted to teach you that it's okay to live with a question. It's okay to go to sleep with a question, to wake up with a question, to go to sleep again with a question, to wake up again with a question. It's a good thing. And a yid doesn't have to be bothered and it doesn't have to disturb your Yiddishkeit because you have a question. So I heard that story this Shabbos and I'm like, perfect, because all we did last week was questions. <laughs> and in a sense, I'm feeling like a little bad. I'm like, no, I guess that there's good precedent for, for doing that. So what I want to do first is just to make really clear in our heads um, the Rambam. And if we see the Rambam super clearly, then... Once that's really, really clear in our mind, um, we'll be able to, we'll be able to see the answers in such a beautiful way that we're gonna say to ourselves, "Why did I not even see this before?" Like that's the beauty of learning this the way the Rebbe learns it. Am I able to share my screen, Bracha? Not yet. I just want to show the Rambam for a second so we can see all our questions all over again. And then, and then see all the beautiful answers. Let's go. Try it now, Shifra. Okay, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, great. Everyone sees? Perfect. Okay, so we had these four different halachas in the Rambam. And 
each one of them kind of seem to be saying something else. So let's point out the, the problems that the Rebbe really had with this Rambam. And what we're going to be doing now is answering two major questions. And if you have these two questions in your mind and you know that this is what the Rebbe wants to be doing, everything is going to come together beautifully. The main thing is that the Rebbe knows that the Rambam is a safer halacha. So what is the halacha that the Rambam is trying to teach us here? That's the bulk of everything. At the end of this whole thing, one thing has to be clear in our heads, and that is what halacha is the Rambam teaching us? What is the halacha here? And two, we want the parak to flow. We want the halachas that we have here to flow together. Because right now, there's a whole bunch of pieces, and they seem disjointed, and we're really not sure how the whole thing flows together. So, A we had this whole problem um, where at the beginning, oh, I'm on the wrong one. Okay, here we go. We're at the beginning in Halacha Aleph. The Rambam tells us that this is what Mashiach is going to do. And you got to believe in Mashiach, not just from Nevi'im. This is from the Tyra that the Tyra tells us that Mashiach is a thing. So you have to, if you don't believe in Mashiach, then you're Kaifar and Tyra. And then the Rambam comes and brings us these two proofs. Now, at the end of the first proof, we had a little line here. And this line seems kind of to be in brackets. And we weren't 100% sure what that line was doing stuck in here. And that's this line right here. Where it says, um, All the things that you see in Navi, they're all there in Tyra also. So that, kind of, that line was kind of thrown in there, and we want to figure out why it was thrown in there. The next problem we had is that the next proof the Rambam brings is from Bilam. And when the Rambam brings this, these proofs from Bilam, there's so many details. And we want to know why does the Rambam feel the need to bring detail after detail after detail after proof of all these little steps in the way of, of who Mashiach is and who David is um, back and forth. It just seems excessive. And also, what is the Rambam's point in focusing on the fact that there are two Mashiachs? What's the point in that? The next question we had was over here, it's a separate halacha, halacha bays, but it's a third proof for the fact that Mashiach is in Tyra, and that's Ir Miklat. Why is it in a separate halacha? And the next thing we wanted to do is, and it's interesting that in the Rebbe's questions, the Rebbe goes backwards. So if anybody figured out why the Rebbe does that, I'm interested to know. Um, but the Rebbe goes back and says, and by the way, why does Bilam, um, why does the whole Nevuah of Bilam, the Rambam has to point out that we're talking about David. Why specifically David and not Shaul, who was the first anointed one, Maish Rabbeinu, who was the Gael Rishain? What's this with David Amelach? And then we had um, a little line 
that was thrown in here in Halacha Gimel, where we're talking about the fact that Mashiach doesn't have to do any miracles. And right here at the end, there's this, this, these two little sentences that really seem to not fit in at all. Um, and it says, and the Ram is literally saying, this is the main thing. Tyra is forever. We don't add, we don't take away from it. And we really wanted to know, what does that have to do with anything? Why is that thrown in here? Um, and then the last question we had is, why doesn't the Rambam tell us all the, the grandeur, the the amazing things about Mashiach himself, when in Sefer Hayad, which is a Sefer Halacha, this same Sefer, the Rambam does that in another place. Why not tell us, oh, wow, Mashiach's gonna be so amazing, he's gonna do so many cool things. Um, and, and the Rambam doesn't do that here. Okay, so now we get to make this all flow together. And you're gonna see how beautiful it is what the Rebbe is going to do here to show us how all of these disjointed parts are going to flow together so beautifully right now. And, and really, because we spent so much time on the Rambam and, and the Rambam is like at our fingertips and we really got it, the, this is going to be so beautiful. So we are in Eishas of the Sicha. We're moving on from Eishas. All right, so we want to know what is the main halacha that the Rambam is teaching us. All right, I love it when the Rebbe says that. Okay, let's get some explanation going here. So, it's interesting that the Rambam chooses to put these halachas of Mashiach of Hilchas Malachim, really, all the halachas of kings at the end of this entire Sefer. Because, you know, when you know the chronological order of what happens when the Jewish people come to Eretz Yisrael, the last thing they do is definitely not getting a king. A king is one of the first things that B'nai Yisrael do when they come into Eretz Yisrael. They come into Eretz Yisrael, they first get a king, then they destroy a Malik, then they build the base of Mikdash. So Yala put this at the beginning, put this at the very beginning of the, of, of Sefer Hayad. Um, okay, we want to screen share the Sefer again. I'll do it in a second. This is key, key, key. These are the main words that the Rebbe wants you to hear. Not 
Why does the Rambam put the halachas of a king at the end of the Sefer? Because this is the point. The point is that the Mashiach is a king. And what does a king do? A king allows us to keep Tyra and mitzvahs to its full extent. That is the point of a king, that a king comes and helps us, enables us to keep Tyra and Halacha. And that is the shlemus, that's the completion of everything. So all the other Halachas until now can only be completed when? When we have a king. You can't do all the other stuff that we learned until you have a king. So we learn everything else and then we say, okay, now, how are we going to make all that happen? By having a king. And for us, that means by having Mashiach. Why did we have to talk about David? Why specifically was David given as the example? Because David was a king. What did King David do that no one else had done before him? He conquered the land. He, he completed many of these wars. He started the building of the Beis HaMikdash. So now, because of David, they were able to start keeping the mitzvahs properly because they conquered the nations around them. They could finally chill and do what they actually wanted to, which was to learn Tyra, to have the base of English, to do the mitzvahs in the base of English. They could finally do that because of David and Melech. Okay, so now we know why specifically we have to talk about David because David was the first king who enabled the Yidin. To, to keep Torah and mitzvahs. And we see what is the main point? What's the main point here that the Ramam's trying to bring out? We're starting to get it. What is it? The main point is that the purpose of Mashiach is to enable the Yidin to keep Torah and mitzvahs. That's the main thing. If you walk away only hearing one thing from this entire Sikha, that's the key. That the entire purpose of Mashiach is to enable us to be able to keep Torah and mitzvahs. That's the halacha that the Rambam is bringing out. I'll share my screen again so that we can see um, the ice that we're learning together. In case you don't have it, you could see it here. Okay, so let's get to ice tests. Here we go. Okay. Um, again, I'm reading from the original countries. <laughs> it might be slightly different over here. Bracha will yell at me when I don't flip the page fast enough. <laughs> okay. So we're over here in ice tests. 
And I underline this because this is the key over here. Why is this at the end? Because this is the point. This is the definition of Mashiach according to Halacha. Halacha lemaisa. what's the point of Mashiach? That we should be able to keep Torah mitzvahs. Harambam mefaresh beparek yod alef, delchaz malachim, the parak that we just learned from the Rambam. Lairak esa inyan debiasa Mashiach v'chiyav lahamin bai. Rambam's not just coming to tell us, by the way, you have to believe in Mashiach. Tyra tells us I have to believe in Mashiach. That's nice. That's not the point. That is not the Rambam's point at all. Rambam's point is The point is, what is the definition? What is the accomplishment of Mashiach? What's, what are we going to accomplish by the fact that Mashiach comes? And once we understand what's the accomplishment of Mashiach, then we're going to know why we really need to believe in Mashiach. <laughs> you can't know what's so important about believing in Mashiach if you don't realize what's the value in this, right? You can't get excited about ice cream if you've never tasted it. <laughs> um, so you, you got to have a little bit of a taste. You got to know what to expect. That's why when you go to ice cream stores, they give you little samplers because then you want to get everything. So I feel like the rabbi giving us these sikhais, those are those ice cream samplers. Like, here's a little taste of butter pecan. Here's a little taste of pistachio. Shavuos is coming. I ordered all the flavors to Atlanta because we never get orders of ice cream. So once a year, yala, we get everything. So these sikhais are like the samplers just to get us excited for Mashiach. Okay, now you know what you can be excited about. So then you can have a muna that Mashiach's coming because you're excited about it. Zaika Kavana Sarambam here, Betchila Sapara, Kamalcha Mashiach Asi Lama, Lachsir Malchus David, Yashna, Lamshala, Rishana, Baina, Migdash, Makabis, Nitra, Yisrael, Vachajan, Kalmishpat, and Miyam, Kshayim, Mikaidem, Makrivin, Karbanais, Vaisin, Shmitin, Vyavlas, Kachol, Mitzvasa, Amora, Betaira. And that's exactly what the Ramam says at the beginning. Shiach's going to come. It's going to be like the times of David again, even better. Everyone's going to gather together and all the mitzvahs are going to come back. This is actually halacha. It's not just a cute little story about what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. No, it's halacha. What's Mashiach's going to do? Bring back what David had going. Um, not, he's not going to do anything new. He's going to build the base of English. He's going to gather everybody together. We're going to go back to everything the way it was before. Makrivin Karbanais, Isin Shmitin, Vyayvlais, Chometzasamor Batar. We're going to bring Karbanais again. We're going to have Shmitah. We're going to have Yayval. By the way, this coming year is a Shmitah year. Um, everything that is in 
Tyra, we're going to have it all over again. And it's going to be so awesome because we're going to finally be able to keep all the mitzvahs. Like how many mitzvahs can we actually do today? Not much. When you gather all B'nai Yisrael, you can actually start doing mitzvahs that you weren't able to do before. You can't do everything when you don't have all, all of the yidin together. Shazel klalas inyan agalas. Gullus means we're not together. We can't do the mitzvahs. Nishlamim ayudeh Mashiach. Mashiach comes. We're finally going to be together again, so we can keep all the mitzvahs properly. V'zel Masha Mashiach machzir. That's what it means. Mashiach returns. Malchus David liyeshna. V'leiv chayzrin kol mishpatim. Who machzir shleimas hilchas mitzvahs atayres? We're going to return. The completion of being able to properly keep halacha and properly keep the mitzvahs in Tyra. And by the way, the rabbi goes on that this actually affects halacha bapayal um, with our emuna, because the whole point of Mashiach is that we're going to be able to keep the mitzvahs that say in the Tyra. Um, not just that he's going to free all of us and we're going to, you know, live a nice, happy, peaceful life. You know, I feel like whenever I advertise Mashiach to our college students, it's all about world peace and everyone's going to get along and it's going to be so wonderful. And this whole point of like, actually, the whole point is that we should be able to keep Tara and Mitzvahs. It's like, it's a hard selling point to not from college students, but this is really the main deal. This is what it's all about. And that's what our Muna is about. You can't believe in Tyra and believe that all of Tyra is true, but hey, I can't really keep it because then you don't actually believe that it's legit. If you really believe that Tyra is the real deal, then you have to tell yourself that I will be able to do all of this one day. If you can't do it, then you don't believe in it. So you have to be able to look at Tyra and say, hey, there's a lot of things here in Tyra that I'm not able to do. There's going to have to be a time when I will be able to do that. That affects our entire thought process, all of our Amuna, based on the fact that I know there will come a time that I can actually, actually do this. It's kind of like we're training now for a marathon. And, you know, imagine I told you that you got to train for this marathon, but the day of the marathon never really came around. So you just trained and trained and trained and trained and trained, but you never actually had a date for that marathon. So your training is really, you don't really believe in the actual marathon that it's actually going to happen because you don't have a date for a marathon. You haven't signed up for one. You haven't paid money for any marathon. You're just training for the fun of it. Only when you actually say, hey, I'm actually really going to run a marathon, do we know that you really believe in all this training that you're doing? So that's what we're really doing right now. Yud. Alzam mevia rambam raya. Now we can go and look at the flow of the whole rambam. 
what are these proofs that the Rambam is bringing for us? Okay, so the fact that Mashiach um, is going to come and return all of Tyra, that we're going to really be able to keep it. Sharia Tyra he Tyra testifies to the fact that this is going to happen, the Rambam says. So we started with two proofs. One, that first proof. I think it just went too far ahead. Oh, no. Wait. Yeah, you're right. Okay. No. Wait, it's weird. This Where does Yud is. start? Oh, it's there. Okay. Yeah, it's in the middle weird. of page 13. Sorry, someone was asking. Okay. Because uh, this is 12 and this is 13. That is weird. You see, this is page 12 and this is page 13. You know why? Because they made like different printings and it's probably meant to be like printed in a booklet. So that might be uh -huh. why. Okay. Well, good you figure that out. <laughs> Ice Yud. Okay. So yeah, we're in Ice Yud over here. Um, so from that first proof, what do we learn? That B'nai Yisrael are going to be gathered together again. Once B'nai Yisrael are gathered together again, then we can keep all the halachas that we couldn't do when we were not gathered together. Next proof was Bilaam. So now the Ramam goes on to talk about the Nevoah of Bilaam. And there are two Mashiachs. The first Mashiach is David, who... Um, and the final Mashiach who's going to take all of us out of Galas um, trying to figure out when I should flip the page over here so now we start talking about a different point. The next point is that we're going to return to whatever David Amalek did at the beginning. Okay. So this is the second step. The first step is gather B'nai Yisrael. The second step in proof two with Bilam is we're going to go back to what David Amalek was doing. So where are we? It's got to be here. Here. Shakala Pratim, Shahayub, Mashiach Harisha, and David, you gamba Mashiach and whatever David did. Final Mashiach is going to do too. Zemelcha Mashiach. Lamana Tchalas his Kalusai. Umem Shaltai Adle Shlemat Shalom. Machatz Pasai Mayav. Let's uh, smash all the princes of Mayav. Like, uh, you know, starting with what David Amal did, that he fought all those wars. Shadugmasai be Mashiach, the Karkar Kolbene Shays. Mashiach is going to uproot all the descendants of Shays, which means the entire world. Um, so they're basically going to conquer, just like David conquered, Mashiach's going to conquer, and he's going to have the world at his fingertips. Mashiach, and what's that? What's that in halacha? What's that teaching us? 
What's that giving us in halacha? It's not, ju- it's not just the proof that Mashiach is coming. It's teaching us something about the accomplishment of Mashiach. That brings the Shlema Satira. Why? Why do you get Shlema Satira when you conquer? Shekein Kitaitzah. We can breathe. That's the answer. When you don't have enemies constantly, um, you know, filling up children's balloons with bombs and sending them flying over your fields and people blowing up your buses and you don't need to have um, you don't need to have the Iron Dome, which, by the way, they're they're seeing now that a lot of the the soldiers who are manning the Iron Dome, Chamanalatzlan, have cases of Yenamachla. It's not like such a simple thing. Cute, we have an Iron Dome, so we're safe. It's really in itself a danger. And this is the life that we as Yidden have to live. We're constantly worried about just survival, we can't, we can't sit and learn Tyra like this. We can't sit and keep mitzvahs properly like this. So when Mashiach comes and we can breathe because we don't have to worry about enemies attacking us, we'll be able to properly keep Tyra. That's an amazing thing. And now we're on Yud Aleph, which is here. <laughs> So now we can understand why the Rambam started with what he started. Rambam starts with saying, if you don't believe Mashiach, you Pasha don't believe in Torah. Why? What, what's so important to point out that what's it so important to point out that you're not just Kaifer and the Nevi'im, you're also Kaifer and Tyra. What do, we, what, what do we need to point that out in a Sefer Halacha? The Yaisar you know, there's a whole section of Rambam where the Rambam talks about people who are kaifrim. You're kaifrim for this, you're kaifrim for that. You want to talk about kaifrim? Let's talk about someone who doesn't believe in Mashiach as a kaifer over there in that section. Why do we need to talk about kaifrim over here? But what's the point? The whole point of Mashiach is that he's going to bring us to the completion of keeping halacha and keeping Tyra. This is not something just that the Nevi, it's not something new that the Nevi'im taught. This gather, this fact that Mashiach's whole point is to bring back halacha and Tyra and mitzvahs properly. This is not something new from the Nevi'im. This is in Tyra. And that's why we had that line that bothered us at the beginning. We didn't know why was the Rambam sticking in that line at the beginning 
don't know if I should scroll all the way back over here, but right at the right at the in the middle of Ice Aleph, the Rambam adds in Elu Advarim Freshim Batira. Everything that you see in Navi is found in Tyra. We wanted to know why is the Rambam throwing in that line? That's because the Rambam's telling us that this is not something new from Navi. It's in Tyra that we actually need Mashiach in order to keep Tyra in mitzvahs. Um, we're at the end of Yeralev. Over here. That's that one little line that we were unsure why did the Rambam added it. Tyra has to tell us that if you want to keep Tyra, you need Mashiach. You can't do it otherwise. And that's why if you don't believe in Mashiach, you don't believe in Tyra. You're kaifer and Tyra. Because if you don't believe in Mashiach, it's like you're reading a cute fantasy novel. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to have Yaival? Wouldn't it be nice to bring Karbanis? Oh, that's so sweet. That's so cute. That's such a nice esoterical concept that I can learn something from. So if you don't believe in Mashiach, then all these things that you're learning in Tyra just don't even apply anymore. That's why Tyra Dafka, this is not something from Navi. It's Tyra Dafka that's telling you, you will be able to keep these mitzvahs. Hang on, believe in Mashiach and you will get there. Now we can answer that other question. This was my favorite question because it's like so obvious and I didn't, wouldn't have even thought of it if the rabbi hadn't made me think of it. Why is Ir Miklat in its own halacha? It's not just a completion in Tyre and Mitzvahs. There's something that's added here with Ir Miklat that's different from the others. That's different from the other proofs. With Ir Miklat, we have the opportunity to add to the mitzvah itself. Only when Mashiach comes. We're going to add three more cities. Hashem doesn't command us to do anything for no reason. The Tyra itself is telling us that we need this time of Mashiach so that we will be able to finally do these mitzvahs that we never even were able to do in the past. We didn't have this in the time of David HaMelech. The other ones were telling you, oh, we're going to go back to the times of David HaMelech. We'll be able to do all the mitzvahs properly. This is an additional halacha. This is telling us no. We haven't even gotten to this point yet. We were never able to keep this mitzvah fully. We're finally going to be able to keep this mitzvah fully. Now we go to Yud Gimel. Yud Gimel. And for for the last few ones, I'm kind of going to give us all the answers without fully doing it inside. But I'm going to start reading this inside until the brackets. 
Okay. So now the 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 the, the is going to focus on this third ice of the Rambam, and we're going to make the whole thing flow. What did we thought that in Halacha Gimel the Rambam was telling us what Mashiach doesn't do? Mashiach doesn't do miracles, guys. P.S. Don't ask him to do any miracles. That's what we thought, and then in Halacha Dalid. The Rambam's telling us what Mashiach does do. He gathers B'nai Yisrael and all the wonderful things that he does do. That's what we thought. Meanwhile, that was not the point. The point was to tell us, don't ask Mashiach to do miracles because that's not what Mashiach is about. Regardless of whether or not Mashiach does miracles, Mashiach's not a miracle-making man. If I want to hire someone as a baker in my Chabad kitchen and I call them in and I ask them to rake the leaves outside. I will have no idea if they're a good baker or not, right? If I'm trying out a plumber and I tell the plumber to go bake a cake, I have no idea if the plumber is a good plumber. You can't try out Mashiach and see is, is this the real Mashiach by asking him to do miracles? That's not the gather of Mashiach. Just like with a Navi, how do you figure out if a Navi is a good Navi or not? What does the Ramam tell us about a Navi? I only know this because I study Chidon. <laughs> how, how do you know if a Navi is a proper Navi? Because you ask the Navi to give you a Navua about the future, a positive Navua, and it happens. Oh, He's a Navi, would you look at that? How do you figure out if Mashiach is Becheskas Mashiach or not? If this is the real deal or not? Um, like uh, Emmanuel Shachat would say, with the real Messiah, please stand up. Like that's like the, the title of his lectures. How do you know? By seeing, does Mashiach help B'nai Yisrael keep Torah and Mitzvahs again? If Mashiach helps B'nai Yisrael keep Tyre and Misvice once again, he's the real deal. That's what he's supposed to do. So the whole Ice Gimel is coming to tell us, don't ask Mashiach to do miracles, not because for any reason, just because that's not the point. That's not the point of Mashiach. So now that whole line that we thought was like such a strange line being thrown in over here, where the Ram says, Ikar advarim kachahein, the main thing is, that Tyra is forever and it doesn't change. The point of that line and why it was thrown in there was to tell us Tyra doesn't change. The point of Mashiach is to come and bring back Tyra to the way it was supposed to be. Not to do any miracles, not to do any wonders, none of that. The whole point is to bring Tyra back to its original state of being. That's the whole point. So that's why the Rambam comes in and says, this is the main thing. What's the main thing? Not the miracles. The main thing is, 
Tyre and Mitzvahs, getting Tyre and Mitzvahs back again. So now that line that seemed so superfluous and so like, what is this line being thrown in here for? It's Ikar Advarim. It's the main thing. It's the main point. The main point is that we want Tyre and Mitzvahs back. Okay, now we're going to the end of Isid Gimel, the last paragraph. Um, where would that be here? Uh, yeah, here. Ella Shakolza, Eina Ella Ladaski Harizab Cheskastu Mashiach. So all of that getting um, Mashiach to 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 get Bnei Yisrael to start keeping Tyre and Mitzvahs all over again, that tells you that Mashiach is a good that this is a good candidate to be Mashiach. But how do you know that he's the real deal? Ulam Kasher, who may be Lidei Shleimus, came with Tyre Mitzvahs, but Paya, when he actually gets Bnei Yisrael keeping Tyre Mitzvahs, im asavit sliach v'nitzayel kolomish esvivayu bana mikdash b'mkayma v'kibas in Chay Yisrael. He does it. He gets. He conquers all the nations. He builds the base of Mikdash. He gathers all B'nai Israel. Okay, that's Mashiach. Now we know he's for sure Mashiach. Now we can actually properly keep Tyra and Mitzvahs because Mashiach fixed the world. Now we can actually do it. So the whole point of Mashiach is not that he's doing miracles. So so Halacha Gimel is telling us Mashiach doesn't do mitzvah, doesn't do miracles. Mashiach helps us keep tiring mitzvahs all over again. And now in Isaiah Dalid, what's the Rebbe going to tell us? The Rebbe is going to tell us that these three proofs of Tyra came to teach us about the accomplishments of Mashiach. To tell us that Mashiach's gathering B'nai Israel, to tell us that um, with Bilam that Mashiach's going to return all all the mitzvahs just like in the time of David, to tell us with Ir Miklat that we're actually going to be able to complete the mitzvahs that we were ne- never able to keep before. So now you see a whole flow. It's a whole flow that's going on in the Rambam. The Rambam's no longer just separate halachas. We start off by saying. The purpose of Mashiach is that we should keep Tyre and Mitzvahs. Next, let's look at proofs in Tyra that teach us that the purpose of Mashiach is that we should do Tyre and Mitzvahs. And we have those three proofs. Next, Mashiach does not do miracles because that's not the point of Mashiach. The point of Mashiach is that we should do Tyre and Mitzvahs. And then, Halacha Dalid, Yalla, let's do Tyre and Mitzvahs. That's Halacha Dalit. What does Mashiach do? Mashiach helps us do Tyre and Mitzvahs. So now we can look at Bilam. And we were so bothered by this whole thing that the Ramam's bringing so, Bilam in so many details. Why bring Bilam in so many details for us? Why do we need the whole back and forth? of the proofs of the Nevuah here and there and how it applies, which one applies to David and which one applies to Mashiach. Why? Because each of the details in that Nevuah shed a light on who Mashiach is. And I am actually going to go to Ice Tesvav over here. Where did Tesvav start? Here. Okay. We're going to look at Tesvav 
And okay, I'm actually not going to do it inside. Um, when you see that at the beginning, it talks about um, David Amalek and Mashiach as that's talking about who Mashiach is as a person. So first in Bilam, we just want to point out Mashiach is a really special person. Then in Bilam, we talk about who, how this person is going to guide B'nai Yisrael. How are they going to guide B'nai Yisrael? That they're a star, Darach Kaychav Miyakov, become Shevet Mi Yisrael. Okay, remember how we said a star guides us at night and a staff pushes us along our way. So with David Amalach, David was like, wow, this fantastical, amazing king. And B'nai Yisrael were this lowly people and they just followed after David. That's why it says Darkoch of Yaakov, because Yaakov, you know, we were like a little bit on a low level. With Mashiach, Mashiach's going to be a shevet. He's going to push us. Let's go. Let's work hard. Come on. We got to get there to Israel. We got to build a Mesa Megdash. We got to do Tyre and Mitzvahs. A staff. He's going to move us. And we're going to be Israel. We are going to reach our peak, our climax. We're going to be the greatest people that we can be. We're going to be B'nai Yisrael, the highest level that we can. So that's the second part of the Nevoah of Bilam. What, what Mashiach's going to do for us as a people. And the third part of the Nevoah of Bilam is to tell us what Mashiach's going to do for the whole world. So when we start saying that Mashiach's going to fight the wars and he's going to conquer the world, that is Mashiach conquering the world so that we no longer have to worry about enemies. Then everybody can serve. Um, and then we can just have peace and quiet and learn Tyre Mitzvahs. But actually, the Rebbe points out that, that the Rambam really brings a fourth part to the Nevoah. And that's telling us more than just conquering, but it's going to be a step. <clears throat> it's kind of like conquering is a skafia. And there's going to be a step where it's really a shatcha, where the nations of the world are not just going to be forced to subdue and listen to whatever Mashiach says, but they too will see the truth and they too will want to connect with the Eivishter. And during that time, everybody's going to want to call out to Hashem because they're all going to see the truth. Um, so that's why the Rambam has to bring all these four parts of the Rambam and the Rambam has to tell us uh, of the Nebuah of Bilam, and the Rambam has to tell us this one is about David and this one is about Mashiach. This one is about David and this one's about Mashiach to show us the three main accomplishments of Mashiach, that he's a special person, how he guides B'nai Yisrael, and how he subdues the enemies. And all those things are to enable us to have shleimus of Tyra and Mitzvahs. And the whole point of comparing with David and Malachim Mashiach is because David was the one who enabled us to do Mitzvahs. And Mashiach is going to accomplish that even more so. And now we finally... Um, end off with ice test Zion, and we'll do this one inside. Yisrael v'inyan haravi l'gabi ashlishi yilachem olchamas Hashem v'nitzachan ha'umis mashlam yamad yam muvan min alashenes atzmam mashlay chule yiresha v'yilachem chule yisakenes aylam 
So the, the advantage of, of the second type, which is um, where the, the first one is Mashiach is going to conquer the nations of the world. The second part of the, the, of the Nevoah of, uh, about the nations of the world is that Mashiach is going to inherit everything in the world. What's the difference? When you conquer, you walk in, you have no idea what's going on. You take over a company and it's not your company and you have no idea what's happening, but you bought the rights to this company. You come in, you kick everybody out and you start the whole thing all over again. And then the company doesn't really appreciate you because who are you to come and buy us out and change our structure? We were functioning just fine without you, thank you. Just because you have money doesn't mean we need you here. So that's like one, the first step of what Mashiach is going to accomplish with the world. Just make everybody be quiet and subdued. Second step is when you are invited to become the CEO of a company. When you're invited to become the CEO of a company, they want you there and they show you around and they show you the process and it's yours. You inherit that company because you are supposed to be there. They want you there. So everybody's happy that you're there and everybody's happy that you're there to change over their company and they're all, all eager to hear what you have to say and how can we improve ourselves and how can we become better? That is the, the second way. That is the way that Mashiach is going to come and actually change the world by coming into the company and everybody's excited to see Mashiach. And then the entire world will be thrilled to call out in the name of Hashem. So it's not just kibush and melchama. It's, it's beyond that. It's yeresha. It's inheriting. At the end of the second paragraph, you inherit something that's, it, it's yours. It's connected to you. You're not just ruling with an iron fist. So now we can understand the Chiddush in that the entire world will call in the name of Hashem. Everybody's going to recognize that this is the truth. Um, and then uh, the Rambam points out, um, the, the uh, sorry, the Rambam points out what was left out of the Rambam because of the censors for the other religions that shouldn't really read the Rambam because it was you know, censored and cut out. Um, that basically it's actually fascinating all the all the nations of the world that started all these other religions and to them like their their religion was really the real deal when mashiach comes and inherits the company they're going to look to mashiach and be like oh you know we were onto something but we didn't have the real truth you have the real truth thank you so much for coming in and enlightening us so remember how we said that that whole part that was taken out of the Rambam by the censors was taken out because the other religions of the world are going to get all nervous. But the Rambam said that, that other religions were started to teach the world monotheism. So once Mashiach comes, they're going to say, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. We were trying to do that. Um, we just kind of missed the point. So 
these other religions that are around us today, they're going to look at Mashiach and realize he, he really has the truth. We were on to something with this monotheism deal, but we just didn't get it right. <laughs> we messed it up a little bit and murdered too many Jews along the way. Um, okay, and the last paragraph. With this amuna that we have in Mashiach, um, waiting for Mashiach's coming, waiting every single day that Mashiach should come. You could say that the only way you can really wait for Mashiach is if you're learning the halachas of Mashiach. Waiting for Mashiach every day actually brings Mashiach faster in a way that it should come immediately and right away. Sooner than we can actually imagine. So learning this, that the main halacha of Mashiach is that Mashiach will enable us to keep mitzvahs again, is tasting that little bit of ice cream. Because we get a flavor. And once we have that flavor, oh, we're excited. You know, when you taste just a little, little bit of something that's super, super good, you're like, please give me more. I need more of that. <laughs> so this sikha really of the rabbi is supposed to be that amazing little taste. Oh, that's what Mashiach's about. You mean we're actually going to be able to keep mitzvahs properly? You know, I've been trying to keep Abbas Yisrael. I, it's, it's an amazing mitzvah and it's so wonderful to love other Yidin. But between me and you, there are some Jews that it's really hard to love. <laughs> Haven't been able to love them recently. You mean when Mashiach comes, I'm actually going to be able to love every single other Yid? Fascinating. I think I'm excited for Mashiach now because I'll be able to keep the mitzvahs properly. So if we love Hashem and we love the Tyra and we believe that Tyra is true, then we just want Mashiach because when Mashiach comes, we're going to be able to keep everything it says in Tyra. And that's really the point of the Rambam. So the Rambam, the, the Rebbe just gives this beautiful flow to the Rambam where now the whole thing is just one point. Then the one point is, the point of Mashiach is to enable us to be able to keep Tyre and Mitzvahs properly. And that's the halacha that the Rambam brings us. So l'chaim to all of us that uh, this should be our, our favorite flavor of ice cream that we're super, super excited um, to just really have Mashiach so we can just be good Jews. <laughs> nothing new, nothing crazy, nothing radical, no miracles. We just want to do what Hashem wants us to do. That's all. Thank Amen. you, all of you, for uh, pushing me to learn the sikha properly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that yummy taste. And stay tuned. We have three more sikhas coming up that we get to taste. Bracha is up next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and next week, Sunday, is Shavuos. So we'll be doing it a little bit later in the week, not on Sunday. Stay tuned for that announcement. Okay, great. <laughs> I jump in for, for a sec? Go yeah. for it. Thank you for having your camera on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. 
Um, I just wanted to, to just make one point that I think is really important um, about the Sicha. Of course, we know that the Rebbe in general wanted us to learn about Mashiach, to be excited about it for sure. But I think the point that the Rebbe is making for on this particular Sicha with this part of the Rambam in general is actually telling us what the halacha is, like you said before, the halacha of believing in Mashiach. So many people, you know, we know that we don't have the minhag to say animamin at the end of davening. Many, many other yidin do. And we know we all daven, we all talk about we want Mashiach, half of the Shemana Esri is about that. I think the key point of this sicha <clears throat> really is that it, the Rambam is giving us, like we said, it's halacha, it's not hashkafa. And if the Rambam is writing it as halacha, then it's really trying to tell us when we say we believe in Mashiach, what is that? What Halachically, what do you have to believe in order to fulfill that ikar that we have? It's one of the Yud Gimel Ikrim. You have to believe in it. But what is it that we have to believe? And that's really the focus here, that halachically, what you have to believe is these points, that number one, he's a person. It's not a time. You know, sounds like you mentioned uh, before, for that sometimes people talk about it like an era you know he's to be a wonderful era we understand that belief in Mashiach happens a person that's what the Rebbe is saying here we have to understand that it's going to be a king we have to understand that the the ideas of gathering to be by that king, by that melech. Things that have to happen, you know, all you didn't have to go to Eretz Yisrael, the base of Midrash has to be built, so y'all, let's all do it. Let's, if everyone moves to Eretz Yisrael, and we start building the base of Midrash ourselves, we start getting everything ready, then, then that'll be Mashiach. And the key thing is, halachically, the Rambam is telling us it can't be that way. Number one, you need to have a person who's Melech Mashiach. He has to be from base up. He has to be a king. That means he's got to be coronated just like any other king. He's the one who's going to have to build that base of Mikdash, and he's the one who's going to have to gather all the Bidigin to Eretz Yisrael. Only then can we actually do all the mitzvahs. And without that, that's the part of the belief. And that's why the idea of Isis and life seem, that doesn't, that doesn't come into the picture. Because you don't have to, it could be that there'll be miracles, but that's not halachically what we have to believe in order to fulfill our belief in Mashiach. It's got to be these things. So to say, I believe, or animamu, to want Mashiach, we have to have these things as part of that formula. And I think that's a really, a very important takeaway from this particular um, sicha, because again, it's Rambam, it's halacha. Like the Rebbe always started off by saying, if it's halacha, then it's gotta be telling us something halachically that we have to know. And that means something that in, not only in our thoughts, but something we actually have to like, fulfill properly. Thank you for clarifying that. Very clear. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for making the whole sikha very clear. Yes, I think so much. Definitely.